0: Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to Be the Informed Patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. The rate of suicide in the United States has been concerning in recent years, and today I'm speaking with a researcher who recently completed a review of this topic and published a lengthy paper about health equity in suicide Dr. Seth Perry is an associate professor of neuroscience and physiology at Upstate. Welcome to the Informed Patient, Dr. Perry.
1: Thank you, Amber. It's good to be here.
0: Let me start by asking you about suicide rates. Overall, they peaked in 2018 before declining in 2019 and 2020. How have things been since then?
1: Let me first say that we don't. Yet, have the full data from 2021 or 22 because it takes a bit of time until that data comes out. Um, But in general, it's do have it seems as if the overall population trends are continuing with a in suicide rates during the first part of COVID, but by this same token, we're also seeing a continued trend towards greater suicide rates in some populations, particularly young people, and so, of course, that is concerning to us. Um, Young people in general tend to have lower suicide rates than older people, but they're also climbing at a faster rate. And so that means there is a narrowing gap between older and younger people's suicides.
0: I understand that you and your colleagues focused on the disparities in suicide rates and sought to understand what drives the disparities. What kinds of disparities did you look for and what did you find?
1: We wanted to take as comprehensive an approach as possible. So we were looking for disparities across uh, sex, racial ethnic background, and uh, demographics so urban versus rural, and also in populations like gender identity and veterans' status. And we've found in general that, and this is well known, that females have a lower suicide rate than males have, though it is climbing faster, so... There is a narrowing gap there too. And we also found that suicide rates tend to increase generally with the age of a person. So usually there's a a peak in the 20s and then maybe a plateau through middle age and then again a rise later in life. We also found that there tends to be a more gaps w- with regard to suicide deaths by firearms, as well, where the availability of firearms seems to increase both the number of suicides as well as the percent of suicides by firearms.
0: So, you did find a connection between gun ownership, access to firearms, and suicide rates or suicide attempts?
1: It has been fairly well established through the literature. And of course, that's a very tricky topic because it's so charged. But my own approach is to try to take the Texas side as much as possible to approach it from purely a public health Perspective, uh, just present the data and then see what it's telling us and then think about how we can do better at preventing self harm through firearms.
0: Do I understand correctly? You said or you found that the suicide rate among men is higher than it is among women, but the rate among women is rising.
1: Yes. So, let me uh, back to, back a little bit here. Data from uh, about 2000 to 2018 or so, if I recall, it was both men and women had rising rates. So, women were rising more during that period, and so... The gender gap narrowed a bit. Last couple of years, for the the total population, both groups are coming down a little bit. Suicides have been rising in younger people, so teens and 20s, and even in some cases, preteens. There, I actually read a couple of days ago that for the first time, the firearms were the leading means of suicides for females. Now, that is a new but unfortunate development. Firearms have long been the leading means of suicides for men, which is thought to be one of the reasons that men have, I think it's more than or at least twice the suicide rate of women uh, despite having only half as many attempts because they typically employ more deadly men meaning frequently guns. Whereas in the past, females have not used as much for suicide Attempts, like I mentioned, in 2020, guns were the most used means for females to, for the first time on record, to my knowledge anyway.
0: This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Smith. I'm talking with an associate professor of neuroscience and physiology, Dr. Seth Perry. He and colleagues thoroughly researched and published a paper about suicide in the United States. One of the alarming trends with suicide, which you've already mentioned, is that of younger adults and even children committing suicide. Did your analysis shed any light on why that's happening or what can be done to help?
1: That's a t- t- tough question. The paper we did didn't really seek to determine the cause. We wanted to present the data and, and use that for a launching pad to try to and look at possible causes. But I think there are people who are... De- doing that research though and i think some of the theories are that the increased pressure young people are feeling through social factors maybe home and family factors there is a lot of attention of the social media pressures and changes bullying is a big issue it's i I think a, 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 a complex station, but yeah. needs to be, be addressed, of course.
0: You explored two modifiable targets for general suicide prevention untreated or undertreated depression and access to firearms. How much might our nation's suicide rate improve if depression was more reliably diagnosed and treated, and if we had more rules? about gun access?
1: I think it's probably difficult to put numbers there, but I think that with mental health, the access to care can be an issue, but I think we are doing better there. Uh, And I think that there is some traction recently towards paying attention, attention to the, the things that we tend to to prevent people at risk from getting access to firearms to do harm to the, to others and so forth and and we are seeing in the past couple of years a general downward trend in suicides which is great and and we hope it continues but the biggest that now, I think, is to try to improve the numbers with the younger people and try to bring those numbers back down to determine why the suicide rate is climbing in the younger populations to now better address that problem also.
0: What have England and Finland and Denmark done to reduce the rate of suicide in in their countries?
1: What I understand there is that they've taken a very comprehensive and multi-pronged approach that tries to begin to do it risk the fact there is long before people become or are known to become suicidal and of course they have a very different culture with firearms as well which has one of many means restrictions that they have employed and as well as i think several types of drugs and chemicals like Pesticides can be a, a, a common means of suicide in some countries where they are more as available and common than firearms, perhaps.
0: What are the health-related drivers of suicide deaths?
1: Well, we know any um, mental health I or serious psychiatric disease can contribute to suicide risk. One of the biggest depression, and another are bipolar and schizophrenia. But it's it's very important to mention here that most people with mental health challenges and none of us are perfect Uh, we all have something that is uh, uh, our own personal challenge but most people who have mental health challenges will not be suicidal
0: well dr perry i appreciate you making time for this interview thank you
1: thank you it's been an absolute pleasure, Amber.
0: My guest has been Dr. Seth Perry. He's an associate professor of neuroscience and physiology at Upstate. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu informed. This is your host, Amber Smith thanking you for listening.